KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for plugging into your community weeknights at 6 with us here on KRCL. Tonight, more music meets activism with my special guest and KRCL alum, Troy Williams of Equality Utah, the state's premier LGBTQ civil rights organization. We're going to spend the hour talking about what and why he does what he does, and he's got a playlist to to match. So let's start with some rallies and resources first, though. If you go to krcl.org and click on Community Affairs, you'll find the rallies and resources page, list of events, resources, etc., that we think folks who listen to Radioactive might be into. Coming up Saturday, up at the Capitol from noon to three, it's Stand with Ukraine. The war is not over yet. That event by the Utah Ukrainian community. Also on Saturday, Colors of Cancer at the Gateway from 2 to 10. And you can help folks make change by having some fun while doing it. 2002, excuse me, 2022 Poverty Summit, 9 to 1 on Saturday, August 27th, as well as on that Saturday, Project Rainbow's Big Gate Barbecue at Jordan Park. Wednesday, August 31st, International Overdose Awareness Day at the State Capitol. And that event by Utah Naloxone, Overdose Awareness, Utah, and USARA. You know what's coming up on August 27th? Allies Gala with Equality Utah. We're going to find out about that. Eddie Izzard is the headliner. Here there's some real housewives action that might be taking place at the big event. We're going to find out with my guest, Troy Williams. Hey, Troy, how you doing? Hey, Laura. So great to be back home. You know, you're in a new studio here. Oh, it's very cool. You got the itch? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to spend the hour talking about what you do and why you do it. Ah, yes. Got a playlist to match. So this is about <laughs> the is work a, you a, do. Like it's a, about you. It's so this is a therapy session? Could be. It could be. It could be. On how work it goes. through some issues. I'll be your therapist. <laughs> you be mine. Perfect. But uh, let's remind the folks about Equality Utah because you do so many things. You have a pack. You're a lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> so break it down for the folks who may be new to Equality Utah. Yeah, Equality Utah is, um, as you said, the premier LGBTQ advocacy organization. We are 21 years old, and we work on Capitol Hill to make sure that the, that the laws in our state include and protect LGBTQ Utahns and our families. We also work to elect pro-equality candidates through our PAC. Well. That's uh, a lot yeah. on the plate, and it also reminds me of your journey as mm. as a human, but as an activist. Sure. Uh, for folks that know Troy's backstory, you won't be surprised to hear this, but new to this conversation, folks might be like, uh, the Eagle Forum? Yeah. Gail Rizika was your mentor at That's a very right. young age. Yeah, so after I had returned home from my LDS mission, I spent two years in England and Wales, and um, but this nascent queer thing was was bubbling up <laughs> inside of me, and so I, I truly sublimated that out of fear fear that if I came out that I would lose everything that was important to me from my yeah. family, my religion, etc. And so I sublimated that into right wing politics and I started volunteering for the Eagle Forum, which, as you all probably know, is the, the leading anti gay organization in the state and has been for you know thirty plus years. Mm -hmm. And so when I moved to Utah in the early 90s. I mean, Gail was 
really at the height of her power um, here. She's it's waned considerably, but but she was she was the the lobbyist. She had the foundry. Yeah, yeah, famously, and and really could kill any bill she wanted to or push mm-hmm. something through that she wanted to. She was very effective, and so I started. The first time I ever went to the Utah Capitol was with Gail, yeah. and she really taught me how to be a sort of tenacious advocate for what I believe. <laughs> and what you believed at that time was in flux, it sounds like. Even yeah, though you're sure. learning the basics of lobbying, of speaking out, you, you had this inner yeah. struggle going on. Right. And that, we'll weave that into the conversation yeah, yeah. tonight. And for now sure. here you are all these years later, yeah. and there's a KRCL stint in there as well. Sure, You're leading a the decade. largest <laughs> uh, LGBTQ advocacy organization in the Beehive State. And I have to thank Gail for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I often think about uh, the, the people, that the, the kind of uh, the, the opponents that we have in our life, the adversaries that we have in our life, um, often strengthen us and force us to fine-tune our arguments and our skills and, and our abilities. And I think Gail has been this force that has really... Uh, demanded that the LGBT community step up in a major way. Otherwise, we'd be crushed by what yeah. she would try to do to us. And thankfully, um, you know, we've been able to, to roll back and push back um, all the harm that she's done to our community over the past three decades. You're, you're the one that told me after I, I took this job, you're like, call Gail, she'll come on. She will. So you've had conversations with Gail yeah. as you've moved through this at journey of your right life. and I, I have a I have a very friendly relationship with Gail mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's very much kind of a frenemy kind of <laughs> uh, of dynamic um, but I always give her thanks and credit for all of equality Utah's success <laughs> so yeah you know poor, you know what was it Socrates that says poor is the student that does not um, exceed his teacher kind of thing <laughs> so I uh, yeah so I, I give her credit for that and I, I, I last time I talked to her I I said, Gail, I've got to thank you for the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you have brought into Equality Utah for all of your antics over the years. <laughs> How does she respond? <laughs> and she kind of hits me. And, and you know, we, we, there, there's a good, you know, I, I have no malice towards any human being, and I don't feel a need to have malice towards people. Um, and I, I don't ever th- believe that I will convert Gail. Um, she is one of the few people that I know who, who is, has the same point of view today yeah. that she did 30 years ago. And um, I I don't have the same point of view from 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> taking in new data. Going, well, 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 maybe I should reconsider this yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, but she, but Gail is very tenacious, and she believes so strongly in her worldview and sacrifices so much uh, of her personal time um, to actually advocate for her beliefs. And boy, if we all had that zeal, yeah. um, the world might be very different. Well, you took that lesson from her too hard and I believe you're as as zealous uh, in your point of view and things you advocate for but you were at KRCL for a while a decade dating back to I believe just about the origins of this very show yeah yeah we started radioactive in 2003 I want to say the Iraq war was kind of the impetus for it and I remember back being so I was just kind of graduating from the University of Utah and feeling so very frustrated because there was no media outlet that was willing to challenge the narrative that the invasion of Iraq was a bad idea. The only station that did was KRCL. And so I just came here to start volunteering and answering phones during Radiothon. And then that's right when Radioactive was starting. And I just started volunteering for the show. And then within like three months, 
uh, I, I was hired to be the producer of the show. And yeah. then 10 years later, I handed it over to, off to you. So you've you've seen this um, this weaving of music and activism. Yeah. The Care Sales history right. is very much uh, the origins of it. Absolutely, you look at yeah. 1979 and Stephen Holbrook mm-hmm. and all the folks who started this station. But I wanted to get to your playlist with oh, something yeah. that you say is the first protest song you fell in love with that's right so this um this is this this old uh rock ska indie band the crazy eights and they never really broke out into the mainstream but they were big here they were big here <laughs> yes and um so they, they they're from this small town um called corvallis which is next to eugene in oregon and i grew up in eugene and so i we always knew the crazy eights this is the first concert i ever went to as really? a teenager yeah and uh, it was macarthur court at the university of oregon and and, and I remember the album cover um, of of their this of their album Law and Order had mm-hmm. this cartoon by this this famous political satirist uh, Jack Olman, and it had Ronald Reagan in a cowboy hat and nuclear missiles in his holsters, and it was this iconic image that captured the '80s, the spirit of the Cold War. And this is a song about. I, I, how I interpret it is about this kind of general cynicism that comes yeah. when all of a sudden the world that you thought it was isn't quite what it is, and it, and it's it's really sort of providing a voice for for uh, for cynicism about politics in the world. All right, music meets activism. Troy Williams playlist here. Tonight. Johnny Q from Crazy Eights. Yeah, that's what the song's called. <laughs> KRCL. <laughs> The Utah Division of Services for People with Disabilities helps people with disabilities live their best, most independent life by providing services, such as employment and independent living in their communities. Learn more at dspd.utah.gov. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Love Promise Community Commitment, a partnership with nonprofit organizations that aims to make the world a better place. More information about the Love Promise and Subaru products at markmillersubaru.com. This is Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. And my guest tonight for our Music Meets Activism series is Troy Williams of Equality Utah, which has its annual Allies Gala coming up August 27th at the Eccles in downtown Salt Lake City. So yeah. It's like the Met Gala of Utah. <laughs> That's what I've been told. So, you know, you're, you've got a bunch of folks you're going to be honoring as well, yeah. including radioactive host emeritus sue robbins highlighting the policy work in fact the reason that sue stepped away from the show was she wanted to focus her efforts behind the scenes up at the legislature and it's been a hard slog let's talk about what's going on with issues really tough well you know we've had tremendous success at equality utah and we've passed many pro LGBTQ bills over the past what, eight years or so. And it's been a, we've seen this wave of, of anti LGBTQ bills across the country, specifically targeting L, uh, trans kids and, and LGBT kids. Uh, and so, you know, we've seen bills in Florida that don't say gay bill that passed, um, which we incidentally overturned our version of that in 2017. Uh, then we've seen bills in Texas that would actually um, restrict and prohibit and criminalize um, care, tr- uh, medical care for transgender children. Are you sensing a momentum for that here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's, I think COVID has kind of radicalize a lot of people um, on, on the right side of things. 
Uh, and so we're seeing this coordinated effort to uh, put pressure on teachers to ban books from LGBTQ authors and people of col authors of color, um, and then I'll, and then to, to to generate a lot of hysteria around trans kids playing sports and trans kids getting medical care, and it's this kind of irrational moral panic. And it's gaining momentum, and it, it's been really difficult to, to deal with. It's, it's very oppressive to folks um, who know and love someone who's transgender. Yes, is. of course. Do you feel there's also a bit of um, it being a pawn, a political pawn, a, a stand-in for everything in our polarized... Yes. A thousand percent. Um, it's it's important. Whenever we're, we're going, we go through times of, of economic strife, of of just national strife. It seems so convenient to have a scapegoat. Yeah. And for the you know we, we have tremendous challenges as a nation. You know the, the 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 coronavirus pandemic. We've got climate change, a shrinking Salt Lake. We've got economic issues, poverty issues. The homeless situation is exacerbating. We have all of these challenges and we need to be able to work together to solve them but you know extremists on that side of, of the aisle um, want to focus uh, their their energy on on demonizing a very tiny population mm. of, of our of our community do you think this is a backlash as well to successes from um let's say the left side of the aisle yeah. in gaining LGBTQ yeah. civil rights. It's like we, we gave and gave and gave and now we're going to take it back. Right. Yeah. It's that, a, it feels a bit like that. No, no, that, that, that is, that there's that as well. And even marriage equality, which has, you know, last I checked, you know, between over 60, 70% approval rating across the country. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, you know, when the Dobbs ruling came down and overturned Roe, uh, you know, um, justice, uh, Clarence Thomas, you know, sent this ominous warning that he didn't need to do this. Right, right. The next on the chopping block, the the, the Supreme Court would gladly reconsider um, and, and overturn marriage equality, as well as Lawrence v. Texas, which um, which which uh, uh, which was the original ban on sodomy. Or, the, or sorry, that made sodomy illegal. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Lawrence v. Texas overturned that, so he's willing to revisit that as well. Um, all in the name of states' rights as all, well, yeah. right? Uh, strangely, though, he didn't mention Loving v. Virginia, which yeah. is an interracial marriage issue, which would impact his marriage. Um, but <laughs> it does remind us all that we have to be vigilant. We have to continue to be um, very stalwart because the, the, the opponents of equality will never stop trying to unravel what has been achieved. I, I feel a certain sense of deja vu and like i thought we already settled this and it feels like yeah. the uh, maybe um <laughs> We're gonna we, get we came of age in the 80s right? right so yeah. i kind of feel like then the children of our generation are the ones now yeah unfortunately you know pushing I, this i i was kind of heartbroken like everybody was with the dobbs decision and i had went through a little bit of an existential angst over that and then i was reading simon sinek's book the infinite game okay. uh, and, and 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 he argues in, the, in this book that there are two kinds of games that, that you play and it's kind of like a, a business book but it really applies to politics in a big way so there's there's a finite game which is like a football game where you you have a, a time limit you have a and you have a winner and a loser at the end of it's it clear. right it's done but the infinite game the goal of the infinite game is not to to win but is to keep playing 
And I realize that the, the, the conservatives on the right, they play an infinite game. They, when, when Roe sails through in the 70s at the, at, through the Supreme Court, they don't go, oh, we lost. It's over. They go, oh, no. What's our plan? What's our plan? And if it takes 30, 40, 50 years to pull it off, mm-hmm. they do. And so there are people that are playing the long game to overturn marriage equality and all these other issues. Mm-hmm. So you know, progressives have to start playing the infinite game and recognizing that all of these issues that that is never done. It is yeah. never done. Um, you know, it hasn't broke yet. I guess it's going to break here right now on KRCL's Radioactive. Um, you know, tomorrow morning at eight a.m. at the, the at Business and Labor, Representative Brady Brammer wants to legalize conversion talk therapy. We just banned conversion therapy two years ago, but he'll be hosting a hearing tomorrow morning at eight a.m. because he wants to bring conversion therapy back. And so it's a reminder that even though we have these these victories, there's always people wanting to unravel what we've done. Your next song on your Music Meets Activism playlist brings this up as well. Um, Bronski Beat, one of my favorite bands from the era. And uh, I want you to talk about this song, especially in light of what was going on when this song came out. But now we're having the same conversations I feel we had in the 80s when HIV and AIDS yeah. came up and now with monkeypox right. and how it's presenting and how it's the narrative is taking hold in the media. Well, sure. So, yeah, so Bronski B is a British synth band led by um, Jimmy Somerville. And this was quite iconic in the 80s. Um, it's the first time I ever heard an, an artist um, overtly singing about 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 boys being in love. Um, but the 80s was this, this time where, again, um, there was this panic around HIV AIDS and there was this hysteria and, and, a, and a lot of because our community was the one being infected and dying at, at astonishing, staggering rates. Um, I would hear things as a kid like, well, this is God's punishment yeah. um, upon the, these immoral, licentious men. And so the government kind of turned a blind eye. And didn't put the resources in. Let our community, let our people, our artists, our musicians, our, our dancers, our, our, our people die. And groups like ACT UP stood up and got loud and got noisy and got angry and, and, and demonstrated and, and did civil disobedience and disrupted um, discourse and, and demanded that the government step up and take action. And so songs like uh, Why and other songs from Bronski Beat uh, really pull call to this era. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it, was, it was bold, it was dangerous music, and, and it was exciting. And the call needs to go out again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Music Meets Activism, Troy Williams. This is Bronski Beats Why on KRCL. I consider being trans a, a superhuman, a superhero thing. I thought, put it in a very positive light, we're superheroes. We have to live with that because some people are so negative about uh, LGBT stuff. So, so that's the situation. I've been, as you say, I've been out and open about it since 1985. Anyone's counting, that's 36 years. And so it, it's a, a long time. But I think while some people in the world are saying, come on, let's go backwards and go back to the 1930s and, and, and drag humanity backwards, the rest of us are saying, no, you know, live and let live. And, you know, we can, we can, we can at least talk about this more. And if we go back to the 1930s, if I'd been in Nazi Germany, I would have been murdered for saying that I was trans. Um, that, that, you know, as we know, gay people were put in concentration camps and, 
that's what they do. That's what this extreme right wing thinking will do. So it's it. We've got to get humanity to a better place. This is the 21st century, the coming of age of humanity. Eddie Izzard, comedian. Coming to town August 27th for Equality Utah's annual Allies Gala. I'm Laura Jones. This is Radioactive and Music Meets Activism tonight with my special guest, Troy Williams, Executive Director at Equality Utah. Eddie Izzard, a great choice. Thanks. I was I'm wondering excited. how you're going to top Billy Porter, which <laughs> I just, you know, we were talking off mic, was 2019. That's right. Yeah. And then COVID. And now, Eddie, what a time to bring Eddie to Utah. Yeah. How'd you make that connection? Well, I was, we, 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 that was the big issue. How do you beat um, Billy Porter? And <laughs> it was, and, and, you know, the fact that, that transgender issues have been a focal point, I just thought, well, who is the biggest global transgender celebrity that is out there? Um, and I thought, well, it's Eddie Izzard, and let's, let's get her. <laughs> and, and, and literally, um, I talked to Eddie's um, producer, and within 24 hours, I had a yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, really quick, it was really fast. Any idea what Eddie's going to do? Um, she's going to talk about her life and her journey, and um, she'll, I'm sure she'll be hysterical because she is this genius comedian. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, just, I, I asked her to, to come and, and tell the stories of her life. I mean, she's quite a remarkable human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, accomplished as an actor on television, screen, stage, etc. But I think you know she ran like she, she's like this athlete too. She runs these marathons day I mean, after day after like, day. I think it's like to she, raise money for charity. Yeah, she did this 26 C- European capital city tour in 26 days, where she ran these marathons every day. And then stand up a, an hour at at the end of those. Right, right, right. And and uh, and it was part of her make humanity great again tour. I love that. I hope she talks about that. In fact, I wanted to share another clip that I uh, pulled off the internet. Eddie uh, getting their nails done in 2017 on a tour of Canada and before she decided on the pronoun. So uh, if there's any cognitive dissonance in that, that will explain it here. So let me get my stuff going. Here we go. Eddie Izzard. I'm here to get these nails fixed. There's a broken one there. These are my real nails. If you, I don't know if you can see behind that, but that is a real nail. Boys' nails are stronger than girls' nails, guys, and they used to be attack weapons back in the day. Before Stone Age, persistence hunting, look that up on Google, and then I think attack with these and whatever to kill an animal and rawr, and then you munch it. But now, being a transgendered guy, I do like my nails, and they, they've grown a bit, they've been knocked about a bit. Um, so, read, redone. Get me nails redone. Come on. So now, kids, it's this is a this is a gelish stuff. So, does it represent something for you? I use it as a badge of of identity. I am transgender. Guy did come out 31 years ago. Um, I've got boy genetics and girl genetics. We get obsessed by it in humanity. We have been obsessed for five, ten thousand years of civilization as we gradually become more and more civilized. And people will still be murdered in Uganda. They were trying to send us people to death. And if you look at a tiger, you go, oh, tiger. You don't go, a girl tiger or boy tiger? We are obsessed by the genders because we grow up in one gender or another. But no other animal is obsessed by our gender. They don't give a monkeys about our gender. Even monkeys don't give a monkey's back. It doesn't matter what sex or sexuality, how you self-identify or who you fancy, matters not one whit. What do you do in life? 
What do you create? What do you what do you make? What, what do you add to the human existence? That is what matters. Again, it all comes back to Nelson Mandela. Try and put something into the world. Leave something positive. The confidence that it has given me from coming out 31 years ago, 1985, uh, is immense, but it was a very hard journey. Very, very hard. Um, but I thought it was right to be honest about it, to tell family, friends, and then the world, and then my career was taking off. I identify somewhat boyish and somewhat girlish. I identify both, but I fancy women. I don't know why, these are the genetic cards I've been given. And a lot of people have given me, have said very nasty things to me, have fought me in the streets, but them. Because this is real, and this has always been here. So let's get the truth out, rather than running and hiding. I'm not for running and hiding. Eddie Izzard from 2017. And Eddie headlining the Allies Gala coming up on August 27th with Equality Utah. Troy right. Williams here. It's still tickets left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to equalityutah.org. Check those out. And it'll be at the Eccles Theater. And so it's, and it's a big like gala. It's a big production. So there'll be like local artists and musicians. and There's dress code. Yeah, or yeah. Or suggestion. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is the theme? Well, so, so it's, like I said, it's, it's kind of like the Utah's Met Gala. And so every, there's, there's a dress category for the people will inspi- to inspire your fashion. And so the dress theme this year is Cosmic Vogue. Cosmic so Vogue. think interstellar fashion. So let, let the moons and the stars and the comets and planets inspire like your that. choices. I like that. So there'll be like a red carpet for you to enter on and, and it's really everything from you know young people in a very DIY fashion to high-end couture kind of crazy stuff. So are you collaborating with someone on your outfit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's under construction right now. So <laughs> I might need some some, uh, some tips. But there's other stuff at the gala too. Sure. Yeah. And so we yeah we celebrate um, our achievements throughout the year and then also look ahead at some of the, the challenges ahead. And so we're honoring Sue Robbins, like we said, and and also honoring uh, Bruce Bastion, who has truly been one one of the key supporters of Equality Utah and the founders of Equality Utah, um, and 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 the Utah AIDS Foundation and the Utah Pride Center and all of these other LGBT organizations. He's been really the, the guy who's been um, funding us and and mentoring us and teaching us throughout the, the, the decades. Mm. So we're excited to honor him. And how do the Real Housewives fit into this? Oh, you have to come and see. We even invited <laughs> the house, the Real Housewives. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's a bright spot to have the gala, I think, especially yeah. when when the news can be so distressing. That's right. um, but Equality Utah has also supported other causes. Yeah. Including the Equal Rights Amendment. That's right. Um, and so you seem to reach broadly as an organization. We try to because we all we all need to be allies for each other. And this is the allies gala, and we all need to sort of step up for each other. And that means not we're not just asking you know straight people to come hang out you know support gay rights, but you know gay folks need to support all kinds of, of different causes. We need mm-hmm. to support women's rights and 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 people of color, etc. Because like, often you know. LGBT people are women. <laughs> LGBT people are people of color, you know? And so so we're born into every strata of society. And so we don't li- live single-issue lives, as Audre Lorde taught us, you know? They're, they're, n- none of us live a, a, a single-issue, um, have single-issue struggles in our life. We have multiple struggles. And so we need to sort of take care of each other and support each other through them. 
And that brings us to the next song on your Music Meets Activism playlist. You want to introduce this one? Set it up? Yeah, yeah. So my mom was like this massive Elvis fan. Like Like when my mom passed away... Um, she's very, also very LDS, but she didn't want her funeral to be had at, at a Mormon ward house. Okay. Um, and I thought at the time it was because, um, that she wanted me, the, the gay son to feel welcome there. But tr- what the real reason is that she wanted an Elvis impersonator to perform <laughs> at her wedding or sorry, sorry, her, her, her celebration of life. I'm thinking Vegas. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And so, yeah. So we didn't, we didn't have a, a, a traditional funeral for my mom. We had Elvis. Um, and, and I, I was thinking about having just seen the Baz Luhrmann film and, and the kind of the impact uh, of Elvis on our culture and how people were having moral panics <laughs> about Elvis's hip thrusting. Um, <laughs> and so I, I really loved the song In the Ghetto. It was written by Mac Davis. Uh, it was originally given to Sammy Davis Jr., who turned the song down because he famously said that he goes, I can't sing this song because I didn't grow up this way, but Elvis did. Oh, wow. So, that, yeah, so this is a song about poverty and it's about the human condition and it still holds up over time. This version is from the, uh, is, is with a rapper Nick Wardo and was adapted for the, the, the new Baz Luhrmann film. This is called Project of the Ghetto. On KRCL. Product of the Ghetto, Elvis Presley and Nardo Wick on KRCL 90.9. It's Radioactive's Music Meets Activism series. Talking tonight with Troy Williams of Equality Utah. Hi. And you picked all the songs tonight. We've got a couple more to go, but I wanted to get a little bit more. I'm just thinking about that that mashup there of Elvis uh, and yeah. then contemporary. And there's always some show numbers, some show <laughs> tunes you guys put together for the Allies Gala. What's in store? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, again, at the Eccles Theater on August 27th, we, we throw a big party. This is not like your typical fundraiser where you go sit down and have like a rubber chicken dinner. Uh, there will be food out in the lobby, but when you go in, you, you go in for a show. Yeah. And so we have, we're, we're pulling from a lot of uh, the Utah artists, uh, people that you know like ginger and the gents and and um uh talia keys and uh, other local dancers and artists and drag queens will all be there performing and uh yeah so we're super excited lisa giacoletto will be performing um and mac as well and so it's so yeah it's, it's a spectacle it's uh it's a huge crazy show that we put together and it really celebrates all of this amazing queer talent and our allies tickets still available dress suggestion also is cosmic vogue mm-hmm. more details at the website which is equalityutah.org i wanted to talk about headlines and yeah. hate crimes how are we doing in utah well you know about six years ago um two of my close friends were outside of what was then club jam and it was a gay bar and they were uh, they actually lived across the street from it and um, some some guys from uh, who kind of waited till the bar closed found two guys there and they jumped them and they they beat the crap out of them and and then they, they took off and fled the state and I we were very frustrated to find out that there was no meaningful hate crimes law on the books here in Utah uh, from a, an attack that was clearly that the, these guys were clearly targeted because they were gay. And there wasn't any hate crimes law for someone who was targeted because they were black or Latino or a woman or, or, or a Mormon or whatever, or whoever. Um, and, and so we kind of went to work and with, brought in a, built a coalition of, of many organizations, many people. We all worked on this. 
first Senator Steve Urquhart, then Senator Thatcher. Uh, and then finally in 2019, um, we were able to pass the first LGBTQ inclusive hate crimes law. Um, so, you know, but we are seeing a spike uh, in in uh, violence ac- across the board. Recently, just last month, there was a cute um, teenage gay couple um, at their home in Sandy, um, and it was um, it was uh, Christian and Jacob, and they were hugging, and then this car drove up, and uh, these boys, it's, uh, they jumped him, and they, they hit Christian, knocked him down, had to go to the hospital, um, and then a couple days, you know, or about a couple weeks later, another friend went and vandalized the house. In an, uh, allegedly, Retali- allegedly, alleged that's right, alleged retaliation. Um, and so, but now the, the the assailants are in jail, being held without bail, and they will be charged with a hate crime. And so, our you know, the hope is that there will be justice for Christian and Jacob. And and now, because the law has changed, um, that may be the case. So what are we looking at in this next legislative session that you'd like to get on people's radar? And how can they get involved with Equality Utah on these yeah, issues? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, there, like I said, um, you know, there may be efforts by, um, by Representative Brammer to legalize conversion therapy, if you can believe that. Um, but yes, that, that may be something that we're dealing with. Um, also, there's going to be um, efforts to restrict, and, uh, and we've we dealt with this for the last three years, but, but efforts to restrict um, the rights of parents to um, access medical care for their transgender children. And um, because, you know, the, the state of Utah is so concerned about the government interfering with the medical decisions of families as they were expressed such outrage over vaccine mandates. But there are lawmakers who now they've thrown that logic out the window. And when it comes to really intimate decisions about the health care of 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 parents with transgender children, they want to get right in between a parent and their doctor. Where do you feel Governor Spencer Cox is on this? I heard him earlier today on a Let Me Talk to the Governor segment with KSL, and he seems to be waffling a bit on uh, parental choice in this regard. Uh, I haven't heard um, his statement on that Mm -hmm. issue. So Mm -hmm. um, he has been a pretty strong advocate for trans kids. um, And 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 the LGBTQ community in general. He's gotten lots of kudos for it. That's right. Um, Do you think politics uh, is going to be... Uh, difficult the next six months. It's going to be extremely difficult for the next six years. <laughs> I don't, I'm not under no illusion that, that this gets solved, um, you know, overnight. Uh, this is, we're playing the infinite game. All right, let's get to more on your playlist as our hour starts to wind down. And you've got a Michael Franti and Spearhead tune. Yeah, I picked this song because it was kind of, um, this is Bomb the World, and this is like a, a 2000, or early 2000 anti-war song. And it was really kind of my intro to KRCL. As I said earlier, I, you know, I, I started volunteering for KRCL because of, of that it, this is the only a station that, that offered a critique of the invasion of Iraq. And when we first started at Radioactive, we played a lot of Michael Franti. Because yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Michael has this, this gift of, of singing about the, the, the challenges and the, and the pain and the troubles of the world, but also bringing hope and love and, and, and you know, in, into that, which, which you kind of need as, as an activist. You need to have that hope. Uh, and I think that this song kind of, um, this, this really encapsulates my kind of entry into a, a sort of professional activism. From his, their album, Everyone Deserves Music, it's Bond the World, Michael Franti and Spearhead. Music meets activism on KRCL's Radioactive. 
Power to the peaceful, Troy. No, we need the power. Ooh, bomb the world, Michael Franti and Spearhead. Everyone deserves music. From Troy's personal Music Meets Activism playlist. Hey, coming up at 7 o'clock, stick around for Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman and crew. Rude Awakening with Liz at 8. Maximum Distortion with Forgash and Cody D at 10.30. And then John Florence back to start a brand new day at 6 a.m. You can hear the last two weeks of any show here on KRCL on demand. Just go to krcl.org, click the programming tab, and then you sort by show or by date, and you can listen to any show, including this one. All right, Troy, just a little bit, about 10 minutes left in our Music Meets Activism conversation. Mm -hmm. We got another song to to go out on, but before we get there, I want to bring it back to the infinite game that we started with (laughs) at the beginning, because I want to give folks some, some inspiration to getting involved and staying involved earlier you talked about how you know roe v wade um is the law of the land and conservatives republicans they play the next 40 years taking over the judiciary um the state house etc and then success with rolling back roe v wade sends it back to the states where the states 30 houses are republican governors it's the infinite game. It's the long game. Yeah, and you also you have to consider yourself as kind of, of a social entrepreneur. If you're if you're an mm. activist, you have to think of yourself as you want to make your ideas as attractive to as many people as possible because you have to win political power. Yeah. Um, and and you can be self righteous. You can get into purity politics. You can shame. It'll bite you. It <laughs> will. Because no one can stay pure. <laughs> right. That's right. And if you, you can sit and shame people on social media, that, that to me isn't activism. That's just yeah. laziness yeah. and self righteousness and virtue signaling. And it doesn't invite people to come to be part of a movement, a human movement that connects a broad swath of, of people. So we've got to, you know, we've got to think beyond ourselves. We've got to think to have a much bigger picture of who we want to be as a society. We have to figure out a way to connect with people who share different ideologies, to have conversations with people who don't share your politics yeah. and figure out what we have in common and how we work together to create progress. Because the challenges that we have, whether it's gun violence or climate change, uh, whatever, poverty, we need liberals and progressives and conservatives and libertarians. Everybody needs to work together to solve these problems. We cannot solve them on our own. We need each other. And what's happening now is we are just hating each, each other. other and i'm exhausted are you exhausted absolutely everyone's exhausted yeah. and because social media algorithms and 24-hour partisan cable news churn out outrage they make money off of our outrage and i just don't want to play that game anymore mm-hmm. i want to love my family members who are conservatives and i want them to love me and i want to see their humanity and then call upon their humanity you know, when I'm in need or when my community's in need. And vice versa. Yeah, and vice versa. So given the long arc of your uh, journey as an activist, I'm guessing you haven't uh, hit every note perfectly. <laughs> Hardly ever. Right? <laughs> so how do we break through that that desire to, to jump on folks when they make a mistake? Because then that wins stop. a point for me. Right. If I can get you off the island. That's right. We've got to stop attacking each other on social media. Uh, and there are extremes on both sides. And and people trying to silence speech, cancel each other, happens on both sides. Mm-hmm. And it's wrong. And we've got to stop it. And, and yeah. the, the biggest, the most important thing is don't contribute 
to it. Okay. So right? what, what, what is your suggestion? <laughs> well, you I mean, be- besides deleting all of my social media apps, which we know you, we just get back on eventually. You've got to right? breathe and before um, responding, uh-huh. you know, take a breath in. But I practice, uh-huh. you know, I have a lot of family members in, uh, throughout the state cousins, aunts, and uncles who don't share my politics, don't, you know, I don't share their, their religious views. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I go and spend time with them with no intention ever to change their mind. Oh, that's a good one. You know, I just want to go and love them for who they are and how they're doing and never engage. You know, why should politics be the issue, you know, that that connects us or divides us? Um, You know, I just want to love them for who they are. And, and, and as I have approached them in that manner, our relationship has changed significantly mm-hmm. and we have much more trust with each other and much more kindness and, and we're able to have deeper conversations now. And it brings me to make humanity great again. Right. And Eddie Izzard, yes. who is the headliner of the Allies Gala. Who, what, one more, why? One more time. Yes. Join us for the Allies Gala next week, August 27th at the Eccles Theater. Uh, Eddie Izzard is highlighting, highlight, um, Headlining. Headlining, that's the word. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're, we're so excited to be, to be back together. Um, and tickets, all of that information is available at, at uh, equalityutah.org. Which is also where people can get involved. There's so much great information on your website yeah. and resources. Right. So folks listening out there who are saying, I, I, I need help. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community, or I have a family member. There are resources. Yeah, absolutely. So, all throughout the state. All throughout the state. And you can get involved. Volunteers still welcome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So, Troy, thank you so much for playing around of Music Meets Activism. Yeah. Let's absolutely. set up this last song. It's well, uh, Kygo and Whitney Houston. Yeah. So that famous um, anarchist Emma Goldman famously said, if you don't dance, I don't want to be part of your revolution. Uh-huh. And uh, we need to experience joy in our movements. We need to be honest about the human condition and we need to know what the real stakes are, but we have to bring joy and optimism to our work because otherwise no one wants to join your, your, your party, yeah. right? No, if you're not dancing, no one wants to be part of it and you're going to stand alone on, you know, with your, with your picket sign all alone. No Shaking one, your fist at nobody. Right, at nobody, right? Or, or just tweeting. There you go. And so um, I, I pulled this on. It's, it's originally a Steve Winwood song from mm-hmm. the 80s, um, again, here covered by the great late uh, Whitney Houston. And it's a song calling us to higher love. Thank you, Troy. Thank you. Higher love taking us out on radioactive music meets activism. Thanks for plugging into your community tonight, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs>